Hello and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Gallagher, and I'm joined by the cream of the crop, rises to the top, um, pack it up, pack it in, let it begin. It's uh, Louis Mac Jack McCaffrey. Yes, <laughs> thanks for the intro, um, terrific. I'll give you a rap. So yeah, no, it was good. You've set the bar pretty high with it. I have. Um, and Kieran's here as well. Yay! <laughs> Hi, Kim. Hi. How are you? Very good. <laughs> I'm not getting a good intro, that's why I'm being do a face because I didn't get an intro. Um, it's uh, the man. No, not too late. The, okay. Not the next guest. Hi, Kieran. Um, and of course, we've got the Callum McGregor of the 90 Minute Cynic. He's good, but he's just not quite good enough. He's Keith McGinty. <laughs> 100 off. <laughs> Sorry. That was. I, I think you're terrific. I really do. Um, so. Yeah, so we're going to talk about football stuff. Um, we're actually currently on Facebook Live. Is, is Facebook Live on? No, no, no. I've turned that off as soon as you said hello and welcome. That's terrific. Um, so we're on Facebook Live now and then, and we're on currently on Periscope. Now, obviously you won't be able to hear this, but um, this is just a... We're going to try and do this maybe a bit more when we're recording, just for the odd... Um, that better be a flattering angle. <laughs> I'm definitely not zooming that in. That better be a flattering <laughs> angle. Um, but yeah, so this isn't relevant to anyone listening at this point. So what we want to do is we're going to talk about, we're just going to talk about some <laughs> football and that. Louis started, came in today and um, he he made it clear that he's he's a bit frustrated. Um, but you went as far as to say you're, you're upset, you're angry. Uh, I don't think I used the word angry. I am, I'm, I'm negative. Negative. You're a negative Nelly. You're a you're, yes. a, you're a Chris or Manny. Um, uh, yeah, I'm a bit negative. Uh, why are you negative? Uh, I kind of feel as if, to a certain extent, the season's kind of over for some of the players. Possibly, I feel as if our form has really dipped. Um, that that's undeniable. But I I feel as if it's maybe gone on a bit long. It's been going on for for maybe a bit longer than what we think. Um, the number of times, for example, I don't have a season ticket this year, but for the number of times that me and Kieran have spoke about, you know, home games in, in, over the past couple of months, and the first half especially being pretty rubbish, and then they pick it up a bit in the second half, um, and I just feel as if it's now got to the point where right now we're not actually playing very well. The last couple of games, we've we've not played. To our, you know the form that we had earlier on in the season. Now, fair enough, we've played a lot of games, um, and there's maybe not a lot of motivation now because really we've well, not got a, a hell of a lot to play for. Well, there's one massive game coming up. Um, no, we've not had. We didn't. Kind of, we can maybe look back briefly at the the Rangers game, but there is one massive game coming up, and that's obviously Rangers in the semi final of the Scottish Cup. Um, Keith is is Louis. Fair to have that sort of those sort of concerns in terms of of form. Um, I'll give you my two cents. I don't think we've really came back from from January. Um, I think just before we went away um, for the just you know December time, we were just about getting over the line. We we had some games where we were winning uh, by the odd goal. I think we, we, a couple of home games where we won by the odd goal, which is fair enough. I'm you know I'm not complaining. Then we got the the sort of the, the winter break, which was what two or three weeks. Um, I just don't feel we've hit the ground running since we, come, we came back. Now, we should say we know they're on Celtic are on, um, and we are picking at things that 
you know, maybe shouldn't be picked at. But ultimately, we are the 90-minute cynic, so we do have a cynical look at football. How do you feel about it, Keith? Um, we, I agree with you. We haven't really been playing well. I remember those what, nine games in December. They kind of yeah took the wind out of our sails a little bit there. We were just really going through the motions and getting the one no ones, the two no ones. Um, and like you say, come back from the rest and relaxation you thought that we were going to get in uh, Dubai. It's not really, really happened. Part of that could be that we're missing that little bit of creativity in the middle of midfield. And Tam Rogic has had a couple of uh, trials and uh, fitness tests that he's not made through A couple of trials? He's not? What 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 did he do? Is he he okay? Run, jump. No, um, he's not made it through them yet. But I think that's what we're kind of missing, that wee spark in, in midfield. We've kind of got it from Armstrong recently. Scoring goals, making things happen, but um, the rest seems to have just it's a wee See, bit lacklustre. Yeah, it does seem lacklustre. I think it, I, f- I feel as if the kind of pace and directness and everything has kind of went a wee bit, and it's a wee bit too mundane almost just now. Um, but obviously, when a new manager comes in at first, you're going to see a kind of reaction as he tries to get his ideas across, but. I, I've, are we really developing right now? I don't know if we are, if our, our playing style is changing. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm going to get to, you know, tactics in terms of how we're playing and personnel. Um, Keith talking about um, Rogic. Uh, but I'm going to go to the man of the hour, the man with the power. I'm going to go to Kieran Haddon. Um, that's, Ke- that's just to make up your But, I mean, obviously, you, you and Keith go to the games every week and you see... Um, you know, as as Lou said about the the sort of crowd, what I found, and I watched um, I watched the game in the pub yesterday, um, and I was quite shocked at how quickly people were getting on their backs. Um, is that been kind of happening uh, since we came back from? And again, this is again at Celtic fans specifically. This is just getting at again a probably a frustration. Um, how how is the kind of atmosphere that part? I don't think it's. I think it, it crept in a little bit last week at the the, the Rangers game um, when things weren't going our way um, <clears throat> and it was still nil nil and we weren't doing enough in the last third. We weren't creating enough chances, and I think the frustration was getting there because I think the Celtic fans like the, the first game when we kind of destroyed them five one. I think they were expecting that, and see when as the game was going on and we weren't getting into that kind of momentum, we weren't getting into that kind of Total dominance. We weren't. I mean, I don't think we played we, well, to be honest. We didn't play very well. I'd say we were pretty much in control of the game, but we weren't dominant enough. We weren't actually creating a lot of chances. We weren't kind of always keeping it in the their th- their half because at times they were coming in at our half and they were having a co- their couple of chances because Gordon had to make a good couple of saves. But <clears throat> previous games, I've not really heard. There's not really been that much murmurs. The way we used to have it last season, we are. God, within about five minutes, you would just be mumping and moaning, and you could hear the groans and everything. But this year, I mean, even since January, I know I've not really noticed it with the crowd, but I did notice it last week for the kind of first time. But it wasn't for the whole game. There yeah, was a few yeah. bits through there, which I understand. But when you come into a game that with the quality is just so, so different between the two teams, that the expectancy level was there from the fans, and yeah. also because of the previous couple of games where we were we were kind of waiting the floor with them, and it wasn't happening, and they were kind of getting frustrated because. 
God, we all, all like beating Rangers and the more we can, the more goals we can score against them, the better we want to kind of really embarrass them and stuff like that. And Celtic fans never had that opportunity, so you didn't have that kind of like in the Monday morning when you go to work, you can wind up your other, the other fans because it was a 1-1 draw at the end. Yeah, I mean, that's, <coughs> a, that's the thing. I mean, it, it did feel like a defeat. Um, it wasn't a defeat, um, but it did feel like a defeat, which I think is shows how far you know how far we've came in terms of you know struggling last season under that Norwegian nobody um, hanging on the wall. Um, but, but that's the danger we we need, to, we need to not have now is that kind of complacency almost coming, where it's that kind of expectancy. We just need to turn up, which maybe is, maybe kind of mean with some of the performances we're not. Who, who Kieran? Name, 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 and I'm not putting. I don't want to put you on your spot, but I wouldn't I say so, I wouldn't say players individually as such. I would say maybe the kind of the whole team mentality together. of the team because frankly. Um, you know, Scott Sinclair probably will get Player of the Year in Scotland, and if he doesn't, then I'd be very surprised. Yeah, there's it. no deal, surely. Uh, well, maybe Dumbelli because of, of what he's done in his yeah. first season. He might get young he, kid. I mean, he well, you get the young, young one actually to kind of balance it out. Um, but I mean, Sinclair <coughs> is different level, and we've talked about it before. Um, his form has dripped, dropped off over the last you know two or three games. Specifically, I, th- I thought he was very poor against Dundee Rangers. You know, again, it's a different type of game, so you could maybe let him away with it. Um, why do you think his form's dropped off, Louis? Is there anything in particular, or do you think it's just a dip in form, which is going to happen? Yeah, I think it's just a dip in form. Pro- I mean, wingers. Should, should we be concerned about it? Is what I'm kind of meaning. Oh no, I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. I think it, wingers are kind of classic example of confidence players and players who whose form will dip. I mean, we see it with James Forrest. We see it with. Paddy Roberts even um, wingers are just kind of always going to be a wee bit up and down and he, he done so exceptionally well for the first half of the season the second half he's maybe not been quite himself but um, remember someone like that who his quality is so obvious he's always going to have people doubling up on him and stuff yeah. which is which has happened uh, time and again so it's, it can be hard for him and I think it's as well, we maybe put a lot of emphasis on on uh, Sinclair to, you know, come up with a bit of magic when a game's maybe, you know, we're not we're not playing to our best. But you know, you, you said it at the start. You said it like in the start of the season, or even just kind of around Christmas time, and it was an excellent point. One of few. Thanks. Yeah, I'm only joking. Uh, but the point you made about how uh, Rogic protects the ball and uh, holds the ball up. And honestly, you know, look at his feet. You know, he can't, yeah. you can't get get the ball off him. That you know, that attracts players. Yeah, and that leaves space in behind, and that leaves space in between, and that's obviously with his his range of passing. That's why he's so effective. Um, Armstrong is better running off, um, and running into space. Two different players playing in the same position. Um, obviously, Rogic has been out since January, and Armstrong sort of played in that sort of. I would disagree with the whole Armstrong thing. I wouldn't say Armstrong's playing as number 10. We are now play, technically playing with two midfielders. Yeah. That's the problem. So I, I, I think I said a good few weeks ago. When Rodgers doesn't play, we don't have a natural number 10 that came in. Yeah, we bring yeah, another true. midfielder in because we brought in technically Bitton's replaced Rodgers. So if you think about it, you've taken a number 10 off and you've put in a holding midfielder. So technically the way it's playing is Bitton's your holding midfielder and Armstrong and Brown play kind of side by side. But Armstrong's the one that's more... Push to kind of get to the, up next to the striker, but he doesn't play that number ten role because Rodgers very very rarely comes back to defend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's so he's kind of always yeah. up there and he'll occupy that bit so that their their hold midfielder 
is stuck where he is. Maybe the centre half has to drop in, and that's where the spaces come. Yeah, but, but we don't that with Armstrong. Then Sinclair, when he comes in, he's getting bogged because you find with Sinclair, whenever he gets the ball, he cuts inside. But see when he cuts inside, he cuts into 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 players because there's not Rodgers isn't there to take some of those players away. Yeah, so that's the problem with yeah, Sinclair's that, form's not looking too good. But that, but that's also the kind of point I was trying to make that um, you know Rodgers. Uh, Took people like people would be attracted to him to the ball because he's holding up. It would leave space in behind, and therefore, the the, the, the point I'm kind of getting at is how big a miss has Rogic been? Oh, massive miss. Is he, is he be? Is it been understated how big of a miss it's actually been for us? I think at the the start we were playing with a wee bit more pace about. Is the start of each game just now we get quite quickly into a routine where we're passing it from side to side, trying to pull teams out of position, but. Teams in Scotland, to be fair to them, are actually quite fit. They come with a, a game plan. Most of the time, we were talking about uh, since uh, uh, the the January break, I was just looking at some of the scores that we've had. We've had five ones and six, uh, six nils, four ones as well. But that's came much later in the game. Yeah. Their teams have been absolutely Tired. knackered. Um, teams like well, Rangers did really, really well. They stayed in the game really, really long into the, the game and then they managed to take their chance although to be fair they'd created quite a few chances we haven't been doing that so we've been missing that creative spark I think Rodgers had uh, identified that because we were looking at was it James Morrison yeah. early on in the, the season as to come in so he knows areas that we do need to improve upon um, but Rodgers has become such a big big player was it a year ago yesterday that he scored that the goal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. absolute screen. Yeah, so absolutely. since just think since then how much he, he's even improved in then. We've seen it in, in European football against Man City. But since he's been out of the team, we've definitely noticed a, a lack of creativity. I think partly uh, when it comes to Sinclair, part of it is like Kim was saying that it does cut inside. The pitch has been a bit of a problem at Celtic Park. We've had quite a few home and games. Rogers has been um, very quick to point that out as yeah. well. Been very quick to. And since then, it has got worse. It's deteriorated further. We've played quite a few home games in a row, so it's not really having much time to to heal and get better. Um, <laughs> it's not a living thing. It's like a plaster on it. It's grass. <laughs> Aye, but you know, you know. What I, yeah, it's grass, but you know, vegans eat it, so it's not a living thing. Um, Deferry bowed on that one. Yeah, Deferry. <laughs> well, um, what I find frustrating, and I don't, I don't know about you, is we have scored a ridiculous amount of goals. We have, um, you know, we've got Dembele. He's got thirty-two goals for the season. Sinclair's in double figures. Uh, Armstrong's in double figures. Roger himself is in double figures, um, which is great. I always want, you know, mid- midfielders scoring goals. Uh, I, th- I think uh, if you're a Celtic midfielder, you should be scoring fifteen goals a season. That 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 should be a target every Celtic midfielder, attacking midfielder should have, right? The issue I still think is, I still don't think we're clinical enough. Is that me being greedy? Because sometimes we do get, don't you think we can sometimes get in that final third and it's just like, we miss chance after chance after chance and we'll eventually get the 4-1 or the 5-1, yeah. which again, it, this sounds ridiculous. It sounds, And that's, you know, Rodgers has only been in, what, eight months, nine months? Yeah. So... I just think we all need to take a step back and see how far we've came, but I don't think we're ever going to be able to turn around and say we're the finished article because we're nowhere close to it. No. Which is fine. The the thing is, you're not... We can't expect, you know... We can't expect the team to play to their absolute best every single week because that's that's never going to happen. We're human beings. But at this point in time, I think for... (laughs) 
for the for the past wee while we've not been very good, to be honest. And I think it were. I, I, don't, I, don't, I also don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. I yeah. don't think there's anything wrong with saying we're not playing well because the, the, the Listen, you know, you know for a fact there's going to be people listening to this tomorrow going, "How can you complain when we're so far in front?" and blah blah blah. And I get that. I'm not complaining about that. But you know, if we were playing this, if we were in this form under the man on the wall, would people be getting a bit irate? Probably, yeah, no, and yet because maybe I don't know if it's just because it's Brendan Rodgers or because we're so far ahead, it's kind of like, oh well, let's let's not really get too yeah. negative I about mean, it. But yeah. I don't think we're playing that attractive football right now, to be honest. With you. I think the last two last two games have been really poor. Um, again, as I say, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with us being poor. There's always going to be a sticky patch in the season. I don't think there's anything wrong with. Saying we're being, we've played poor. I mean, other than Armstrong, and I'm not thinking, but other Armstrong for in the Rangers game was was oh. excellent, it was superb, and against Dundee, I mean, you know, he was probably again one of the best players on the pitch for us personally. Um, but he's putting in man and match performances every week, you know, yeah. and has been for a while. Part of the the thing is just now is that we're we're just trying to get over that. Like, yeah, we've uh, won yeah, definitely. the league. If we've won the league without losing a match. That's going to be fantastic. It kind of puts a bit of pressure off us for the rest of the, the season. But do you think that he's been a wee bit too loyal to some players? We could maybe have had a wee bit more creativity out wide, like Lustig maybe taking a wee seat and getting Gamboa, who had been playing quite well. Well, do you know, the, the funny I was thinking about this yesterday, and Kieran, I want to get your kind of thoughts on it. Like, uh, the biggest fear I have going into the new season, um, if we let's say we keep the squad of players. Or something close to it, right? We maybe have a Dembele go, or will he stay? Will he go? Who knows? Um, where I would be fearful would be the, and I think we'd all agree with this. Centre halves have went from looking, it's going to be Eric Inyozo, it's definitely going to be Eric Inyozo, to Boyata. Boyata's playing well, to Boyata's not playing well. Their their form from all three of them is up and down, and Jozo's getting injured a lot. Um, so my point with with Gamboa would be just start playing Lustig at centre half and bring Gamboa in. Even if Lustig just plays centre half when the league's won and it's maybe a month or two, and maybe try because I'll be honest, Boyata is not working but, for me. The Boyata one is weird though. Do you not think? Oh, I mean, we we had Yozo and Eric were a partnership and had played a good few games together on a run, and then suddenly he brings in Boyata and disrupts it. And then Boyata has played every game since. I don't think he has the highest regard for Eric Svechenko. I really don't. I think he would have let him go to Leicester in January, and I think he might be out the window in, in the summer. I, just, I, just, I don't think he, he totally rates him. The Rangers game um, at Ibrox, he was at fault for the goal, but he was, also, he was also at fault for another couple of incidents. In the Champions League... He again, he's looked really. I remember Bruce Manning Glad back at home. I thought he was dreadful. Um, and by the way, I'm not. Just, I'm not picking on him. I'm just highlighting where he has kind of struggled. Is Eric not still only like twenty or twenty one? No, he's twenty six. Is he twenty six? Jozo's twenty one. But don't forget, when this is his first season with us, and he's stepping up from playing in the Danish league, so he's he's trying to. Adapt. It's the expectation level more than the Danish yeah. league. Aye, so it's but, the expectation. I mean. Level. The thing is, you're not, you're, a defender's not going to go through a game without making a state mistake. That's the, that's the unfortunate. We're, however, we're lucky just now where not many mistakes are costing goals. I know there was one at Ibrox, but I, I've, what I found 
<coughs> on the home the game last week was Eric made a couple of mistakes. However, he recovered. He has done quite well to recover, which is sometimes he hasn't done when he's made the mistakes. So now I think he's also he's kind of like his train of thought is he's able to to rectify what the mistake he's made because a few times he kind of maybe misjudged the ball or lost it, but was still able to get. Maybe that's because he's up against Wycon and Wycon isn't the fastest, so he's a bit a bit faster than him. But it's very mobile. Wycon is if very mobile. If it been a, if it'd be maybe a faster striker, maybe it was Kenny Miller. Maybe is that the one where he lost? Con- he let the ball come across him, lost control of it, but then just at the last minute takes there control. Was, there was one where it kind of yeah. spun, it went in behind him, and he kind of got back goal side of Wycon and got the ball off him. There was that. There was one of them. Um, I, I think Yozo did pretty well yesterday. I don't think I can't really remember any mistakes he was making. I'm a big fan of Eric. I, quite, I don't know why. I, I, I quite like Eric, but I do feel Yozo's better than Eric. I think he is. I don't, I think, I don't Yozo, think that's even questionable. I, th- I think I think Jozo is better than Eric, um, but then is Eric better than Moya? That's the question, that's, isn't it? That's, that, it. that's, that's it. the key. The key kind of point. Now, well, but when Moya came in, he came in and he had two or three games, really good performances. And Rodgers made that statement of, "Well, you've now got the shot. It's basically yours to lose." Now, up until maybe Dundee yesterday, he made a couple of mistakes. So he did by yeah. He made it. He made. He's made quite. I mean, in Perth, I know we missed it. by ended up watching that we were down in Newcastle, um, but he was at fault for the goals in Perth right. and stuff. He had. He has made. He has made mistakes. But then he's not. Being, he's not being. Not. 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 not you would say punished, but he seems to be swapping news on Eric about an awful lot. And even at times like Eric was on the bench yesterday, but so the way that comes across to the fans is he was getting punished for this performance against Rangers. By putting him on the bench and bringing Yozo back in, so see now when you're starting to do chop and change, it's that problem now where you've not you've got three centre halves and you've not got a settle two, so they're now chop and change. And that's why performances <coughs> may dip a lot. That's just because, that's yeah. just a thing that he said a, a few weeks ago that we, I'm sure we spoke about before that in his pre-game interview, he for one well, I can't remember what the game was exactly, but he said that Yozo plays when he needs. <laughs> like he was asked about swapping Yozo and Eric, he says he sees Yozo more of a ball playing centre half and Eric stronger defensively. Like it's it's the defensive side. So if if he thinks that you know the world going to be under a bit of pressure, it was almost like I would play Eric. But if I think if we are going to be playing out from the back, I'd prefer Yozo. But what the, so? But what I don't understand about that is nine times out of ten yesterday, Boyata was coming out with yeah. the ball. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I just don't. I don't so understand. Eric and Yozo then. Yeah, exactly. Like they give the. They keep giving it's Lustig and Boyata. Lustig. It happened about four times in the in the space of a, about thirty seconds. Um, Dundee were pressing Lustig, but they were. It's like they, that tactic of press the the fullbacks, but just sit off the centre half and let them make come out and make a mistake. And uh, Boyata can't pass. Brown didn't help him yesterday. Brown had. A, I, th- I thought Brown was was off yesterday. Um, so Brown certainly didn't help him. But what is your take on the Just say, Well, since um, he's came in, the one thing that I've noticed with Boyata, who's been called back up to the Belgian squad, which is good to see. They don't have a lot of centre-halves. Uh, fair enough. Um, what I did like about him is that he, he provides an, an aerial threat going forward yep. and defensively as well. I thought in the air we were, were pretty comfortable yesterday with Jozo and uh, Boyata at the back. Um, although they did get a couple of half decent chances, um, I think that's that's the main thing. And it really showed in the the Saint Mirren game uh, where they were allowing 
Boyata to come out with the ball. Last season we saw that quite a lot, but the, especially in Europe. That was the, 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 the tactic, was just to let Boyata come out and make an absolute mess of it. Because he, he's not confident enough to pass it quickly or hard into somebody's feet. He's not got that accuracy. And he then gets a wee bit of a fright. But he's, yeah. he's not made too many mistakes with the, the, the passing. I, th- I think if he, if he keeps it simple, I think he, he, he looks decent enough. But the one thing I do like about him, Boyata, is he, he, he communicates all the time. And every game you see him shouting at people, you see him trying to organise. And, you know, that was one thing that Virgil never done but then grew that into his game and he became the organiser of the back four and kind of grew into that responsibility. Um, does Yozo does do that? I don't think so. I, I can't really recall many times that I've seen Yozo organising a back four. Does Eric do it? Yes, maybe to a certain extent, but Boyata, from that point of view, I, I like a centre-half. At least I, I always think you should have one centre-half who... Organises the full back four and and really the person in front of him as well. Maybe that's to a certain extent. Maybe that's why he's getting kept in then. Maybe it is. Christian had, um, had mentioned that from like January onwards, we should be working with the the centre half pairing that's going to get us through the the qualifiers. Absolutely, I was just about. To Maybe ask. that's why we've not seen Colo Turi. Well, do you know it's funny because someone uh, I tweeted um, after the Rangers game just our last week just that. Uh, you know, I've been, I've been, I was critical of Eric Sweetchenko at the start of the season. Um, his form definitely did improve, um, but you know, it's kind of dipped again. And I, I just sent out a few tweets, and someone I can't remember off, off the top of my head who tweeted and went, "Bring back Kolotoru." Um, but yeah, we and it's not, it's actually not. It, the thing is, we're not losing games. We're not losing games, so it's or many goals, or many goals as well, and that's the thing. So again, we are nitpicking to an extent, yeah. but at the same time, we are in March, so we're, just, we're almost pretty much in April. The qualifiers will start in July. Mm-hmm. Who do you go into the qualifiers with out of the defence we have just now, Keith? A whole back four, sorry, before we go down. Yeah, okay, yeah. go to the back four, yeah. Because we know that Gordon's going to bring goals. The rest I, are up the front. left back as well. I was, yeah, I was making a joke about the left or up back. We know, well, we know that this team... See, when they're, they're actually getting a bit of form, <coughs> this team is quite comfortable going forward and defending as a whole team. That's including the midfield coming back and helping out as well. For the qualifiers, I'd be pretty happy with these guys going forward. I'd love us to get Sunday. Do you mean Boya and Yuzo? Boyata, Yuzo, Eric. Between those three, I think there's enough there to get us through the the qualifiers, because I think our side is more weighted to a strong midfield, a good quality passing midfield, attack, and the. Have you had to, have you cho- if the qualifiers were tomorrow, on current form, who would you have as I your two centers? Yuzo and uh, Boyata. Would you guys agree with that, or would you guys go different if if it was if the qualifiers were tomorrow? <laughs> Um, I would yeah, no, I would I would agree. Do you know my only? I like Eric. I really do like Eric. Right, we all like Eric. Right? He looks like Eric. A cool guy. You, you want to hang out with him and have some coffee and I, have, I, he makes know, me want to go for a coffee. I want to ask right? him about his shoes. How did he get them so shiny? They're, they're very shiny. Um, sorry. Yeah. So. He's probably got a great record collection as well, am I right? Yeah. Is his dad not really hip and cool as well? Ah, his dad's an artist. Oh, it is? 
Yeah, it's cool. Um, anyway, so <laughs> the, the the drawbacks of Eric are, um, I, I think he he is prone to a mistake, and it's I think his his decision making is quite poor at times. I also he lacks a bit of height for me, and I, the, I like Boyata in there, like uh, Keith was saying. Because he's a, he is big and physical, and he offers something in the box at either end that Eric doesn't really. I, I mean, I know he scored a couple of goals, and he, he came on and scored the the goal mind in the in the cup game last year, and it was it was good. But but he's, he actually wins a lot of headers. See, for not being ultimately as tall as Yozo and uh, Bayar, he does win the majority of his headers whenever like, as in, in, in defensive mode hmm. when he's up against a striker. So he is. He has, he must, he, times you get a good leap on him taking a win the headers he, he, clears, he, he clears his lines he clears he does, his bloody does, lines does, does very well at that, at that so I don't think he has heights very much of an issue um, just uh, let, tweet us when you listen to the podcast if you've got a kind of comment that you want to make on the kind of parents that I have because we all, we all are kind of worried about it um, with the tweet is at 90 minutes cynic what would your midfield um, defensive midfield defensive midfield <laughs> what would your centre half pairing be um, if we were going to play a four what would your centre half pairing be going into the qualifiers because I would be quite if it was tomorrow it would probably be Boya and Yuzo. Um but moving forward with this group of players I would be tempted to play Lustig at centre half and bring Gamboa on I, I'd quite like to see that happen um, so would I I'd like to see Gamboa come in um, I, d- I, lo- I love I, l- I love the big man, but I think we need a a, a fresh kind of injection of pace about the team, and I think Gamboa, I think he done well. He was doing well there for a wee while, and I think he should come back in. I I, I agree, um, but I, also I mean, would, would you play him in the, in, in the big semi final? No, okay, no, you're you're probably not going to do that, but. See the thing you talk about um, people communicating and defenders. Um, Lustig does it all the time. Lustig's always talking. Lustig yeah. is always talking, yeah. and he does that thing when he gets the ball and he gets his cross field passes that they're improving on a weekly basis. And he, he can pick a pass, and he's handsome, and he's one of the greatest human beings of all time. There was a picture on Instagram, and he had shades on, and his wife had shades on, and they were in the car. I'll be honest, I looked at it for about twenty-five to thirty-five minutes. Camet fanboy, right? See another wee thing with Lustig. Um, see going forward with uh, Forrest. Yeah, Forrest likes to hug the the byline and get forward. Lustig provides that cover, an option for him to pass it back to Gamboa when his best rates was getting up and down that line. I think he would work better with Roberts because Roberts then likes to come in, give oh, you a wee bit of space. Hello, interesting. So it's about getting those partnerships right as well and gives you that balance. Is there any point working on the Roberts partnership now though? Probably not, unless we are going to sign him. Because he's not been very like good. And that, Let's not lie. But it also shows, and you know the, the proof of that was, Forrest went straight back into that team. See, for the Rangers game, he missed, what, three games? Yeah. And he went straight in ahead of um, Roberts. Let me he had played about half an hour of the previous two games, because I think we had Mackay Steven in, and he wasn't doing particularly well. Roberts was coming on and, and playing well. Playing the thing well. is, if Roberts and then all of a sudden came to the Rangers game, he was back in the bench and Forrest was straight in. So that that shows that he. However, Forrest would have been uh, Forrest would have been there because of his defensive uh, battles. Pat also had a Roberts strain. can't do that. Pat Roberts had a strain. That's why he. Yeah, that's why. Oh. That, that's what. That's what. He was a strain when he was on the bench. 
Because he, he can maybe he play 25 minutes. Well, that, that's what Rob I, that's I, what I Rogers think it's more to do with Forrest's, Forrest's well, ability to help Lustig. Because remember the last time I don't that Ibrox yeah. kind of didn't get the full better of Lustig, but gave Lustig a bit of a game. No, no, I think so I think right, Forrest yeah. is better defensive-minded, or more defensive-minded, than what um, Roberts is. Pat, Pat's offered nothing recently. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. When was the last time Pat, Pat Roberts done something? Um, the, the game before the Rangers game, he was excellent. Don't remember it. So there you go. Um, <laughs> and see, the other point is... Uh, no, I think... If, 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 you know, different, in all seriousness, look, you know, um, different, different tools for different jobs. Like, you know, for, we know we know what Forrest can do. Forrest, um, you know, when he, when he... I thought Forrest at, at points yesterday was tremendous. Like he beat he full out beat his fullback two or three times. Oh, they and set up for the Armstrong goal was fantastic. But just like like vintage uh, vintage uh, wing play, I was ready to say vintage Forest, which is a wrestling thing. Um, but like vintage um, wing play from him, and we know when he's on form, and mm. when he sees, I've mentioned this a thousand times, but when he knows he's got the beating of his fullback, he's he's terrific. He's very very good. Because the problem I think just now with Roberts as well is he's. Trying too much to take too many players on. Yeah, I found these decisions at Making. times. He's taking too many touches extra, <clears throat> and then losing the ball. He's not picking a pass out earlier. So he, I think he's trying too much, and by try, and then by trying that, he's kind of feeling it, and it's not looking good. It looks like he's not really performing very well. But yeah. I mean, yes, skinning players, he's still getting the better of him. But he needs to release the ball. I think maybe a few steps quicker. Yeah. Ra- rather than take another. What, what I'd also say about um, Patrick Roberts is. Um, that he's 19. Forrest is five years on him. Forrest is five years more experience. Forrest is five years more playing, five years where he's played European football every year. Forrest knows when to do this, when to do one thing and when to, when to do another. Where Forrest is a little bit limited is that when he tries to be, as I say, as he tries to be a fullback, if the fullback gets the better of him, then he's, he usually runs out of ideas because if he can't beat yeah, the space... I would never kind of class him as a very intelligent Footballer, in terms of you I know being able to adapt, when as well, you say, he, I think Forrest has been guilty over the years of trying to do the same thing repeatedly until it works, and a lot of the time it hasn't. Whereas if, if Pat, sorry, if Pat um, takes someone on and he doesn't beat him that one way, well, we'll try something different. Yeah, the other limit as well to, uh, to Forrest is he's one footed, absolutely totally one foot. That that ball yesterday put in, he actually put in with the outside of his right foot. He can't. He can play nothing with his left foot, which I mean, this this kind of level of football in terms now, most players should be able to two footed at least even play a pass with your left foot, possibly putting across. He can do absolutely nothing with his left foot. Yeah, two words for you, Davos Suka. Okay. Yep. Arsenal legend. <laughs> Look that up. Um, Keith, you got any questions? I, I, we'll get to. Well, actually, well, before we get to the questions. Uh, Dundee game in general. Now we've kind of looked over the, the the kind of arch of of Celtic and where we kind of are. But um, McCaffrey. Um, thought I don't know why that was quite aggressive. Sorry. Uh, thoughts on the Dundee game? It finished two uh, one to Celtic. Firstly, I would say hats off to um, El Kaduri. Back to El Kaduri, um, who scored. Uh, I, Absolutely tremendous goal. Lovely. Look, really, really Do you know what was funny? Set up see, nicely. See, just as he came on, the commentator says that, oh, El Bacto is coming on. He's, <laughs> he's not done too well. He struggled to find himself, yeah. move up two leagues, and then goes and pings that. I know. He just scored 30 goals last season. 
I, I mean, the technique was was sensational. But Louis, um, how did you feel um, from from you know to actually isolate that game overall? How how did you feel? I, I thought, as I say, I thought Forrest um, played well in patches. I thought Armstrong was probably our best player. But what what did you take from it? Um, I'm I'm going to be honest with you, Chris. I only saw really the first half, and it bored bored me rigid. To be honest with you, um, didn't think it was very exciting at all. Uh, did not watch the rest. Why did you not watch the rest? Well, do you know what? Right, my my totally legal box that I've got that I watch my telly on. Um, it decided not to work, and it was a <coughs> I had some major problems, and uh, but I managed to get it on my phone. So I watched the first. I was also hungover, and I was watching it on my phone, and then I was like, oh, "This is just annoying." So, but five minutes into the second half, I I, I just switched it off and gave up. Followed it on the Twitter. views of Louis McCafferty are not and necessarily the views of the rest of the Senate. Yep, yeah. and, and this is why Faithful through and through. But this is why if you want me to make some shit up, <laughs> I thought that <laughs> Armstrong was fantastic. That hair. He genuinely was fantastic. Though. Find Thru- out what he uses. Tell me. Hair bond. Hair bond, hair bond. I We were asked. Out. That's right, we were asked. Um, we, don't know, we don't know exactly what one, though. Hair bond. Um, there's a guy on the front. He's got stuff. The Premier League of hair products. That's like actually a big thing. That, that, is, that is a, a major league product there. But anyway, back to the football. If hair bond um, wants to send us some stuff, that would be terrific. Yeah, it's never going to happen. Um, Please, Armstrong was brilliant. Well, That's my analysis. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, Keith, thoughts on just on, on the game in general. Was there yeah. anyone? Was there anyone who you were disappointed with the performance, or someone who stood out for you? Oh, oh, I have another thing. Oh Jesus! Back to this. I'll do fair. I did. I did see a wee bit of. I, I, I tried to hang on later on, tune back in when a buoy came on. Oof. I seen his first few touches or attempts at touches, and I was like, "No, no, no!" Switch out, go beat on. I love but you. I love you, so don't leave. Send send the buoy down to bloody Blackburn. That's what I say. Applying the the Chick Charlie Henrik Larson principle to a buoy, though, he's going to be an absolute phenomenal player. Passing the ball to it was ridiculously crap. So he's going to be wonderful. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Right. Like. Henrik was in his first game. Yeah, when he passed the ball to Charlie and Charlie hit, Charlie hit the ball. The, uh, the the rest of the game, the highlight for me, apart from Calmack getting his 100 uh, game for Celtic, not bad for a, a youth product of Celtic, a, a young Scottish player. I'm happy for a squad he, player he, he, to get 100 goals. He's, he's games, bu- games. So many, we hope you're listening. He's, he's, burning in, he's burning his eyes into me as <laughs> as he says that. No. Um, the other highlight had to be Darnady's takedown. RKO, is that what they call it? <laughs> uh, someone said it looked like a million dollar dream, which it did look like more like a million dollar dream. Um, I, I want to get to that in a minute. Um, I, I thought Kieran Tierney was, was good. Um, but he made more mistakes yesterday than he has probably since I've seen him play for Celtic. I don't uh, think he played well in the uh, Rangers uh, game. Uh, uh, do you not? His distribution was was really really poor. I noticed that at the game, he just he was lumping it up the park, and yeah. I think he was absolutely shattered when he saw that the Armstrong had signalled that he was done and had to come off. I think it was cramped. They said. Um, they said it was. A, I think they mentioned it was a a pull. Yeah, a, a pull. At first, it, it turned out it was just bad cramp. Oh, was it really? Oh, okay. Tierney was absolutely crestfallen because I think he was one to 
A wee shot. Really? It was like me at fives want to go in goals next. I know. Uh, Kim, anyone else? I've got to say, um, <clears throat> Dunbarry for me as well wasn't dude, but then that was more down to the lack of service for him. Um, we weren't getting the ball to him enough, and he was kind of coming back, having to drop deep to get the ball, and then <clears throat> was kind of getting lost. So he wasn't, and I think because of obviously maybe a couple of the injuries that prevented Griffiths getting on. Cause I think at, at times it may have been a big case of they could have taken Dembele off and put Griffiths on for a bit of pace because I mean Danadi's getting on a bit. So he Danadi's also shite. Ah, exactly. Like so just, obviously a kind of quick rapid Griffiths is a different type of player than Dembele because Dembele's obviously stronger and wants to hold the ball and the ball at his feet whereas Griffiths at times likes to run in behind so it'd be a different um, different thing different to do yeah. um, I, th- I mean we don't okay we didn't play very well I think it was just in kind of patches I think for some reason in the second half there was just a spell of 15-20 minutes where we just we, we couldn't even pass we were back to where our passing was going astray and and then there's goal the goal seemed to rock us a little bit as well which is unusual we don't usually tend to can I panic too much when we when when I say gets a goal against us? But um, after that goal, we kind of then looked rocky, and I think they had another chance, kind of another couple of chances afterwards that could have get him. But overall, it was a good it was good enough performance to get the win. But like we said, it's not it's not like kind of setting the head on fire. It wasn't getting really excited to watch it. Yeah, I, I, as I say, I think from a personal standpoint, I thought I think we'd all agree Brown didn't have his best game. But Brown's when Brown doesn't play the best game, he's still. One of our better players, um, frankly. Um, I thought Lustig was sensational. I thought Armstrong was excellent. Um, I thought Tierney, uh, one or two errors, but again... I thought Calmack was quite good as well. I thought McGregor didn't... Because he's got a bit of pace, a bit of pace better than Bitton. Um I felt he kind of... There was a few passes went astray. That there was more than, there than, there was more than a few. My but ideal player would be Calmax, like driving with the ball, running through midfield. But we Scott Allen's weight a pass. Oh, <laughs> That's my ideal player. Oh, bro, I'll love. have that for Christmas. God thank you. No, see, what well, um, Cal McGregor. I know I kind of um, a lot of the time jokingly shit on him, but he does. I, I do find him frustrating at times. The biggest frustration I have is, other than the fact he loses the ball in dangerous areas, um, would be his. He gets into he drives into great positions, which he did about two or three times yesterday, and. Was it what someone said earlier about holding it onto the ball a little too long? He does that quite enough time. So, so but the, the, but the initial, but the initial um, work is excellent. He makes the right runs into the right positions with the ball, and then instead of just doing making the killer decision or making the killer pass, or you know, being in that situation where you know he can provide for someone. Usually, kind of, it's either it's either one way or other. It's either a goal or. A do, do you know what I think? I he think set one up for Tierney. Tierney made a, a bit of a mess. He lost the ball under his feet. Mm. He played it in behind the, the defender, and Tierney came on to it. Really should have been picking someone out, but made a mistake. I think Callum McGregor twice yesterday. Callum McGregor should be the Rogic replacement, but in actual fact, over over the course of this season. He's looked better in really one of the other midfield roles. Ah, a wee bit deeper. Yeah, a wee bit deeper. But with the, with the thing I like about him, like you were saying, is that he's di- direct, he's pacey, he's good in tight areas. Yeah. All of the things that Rogic is, but as Chris says, he maybe doesn't have the, 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 the yeah. vision and the decision making that maybe Rogic does have at, at times. So... Um, but really, he sh- he should really be the replacement because 
He won't be. He's not. Good he's enough. not going to be. No, no. He's, he's not, not going to be. Enough. But that's where I, I would have liked to have seen him develop. But mm-hmm. it's obviously not going to happen. You know, there's there's no one. There's no one me. There's no one me. There's no one as much as me. There's a phase I'm trying to say. No one wants a young, a team full of young Scottish players more than I do. I don't know a team full of young Glaswegians more than I do. Um, and I've, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Calmac has quality. I can't believe I called him Calmac. Listen, Calmac, Cal McGregor has qualities. I just, I, you know, I don't want him to be a first team player. Do you, do you know another thing about Calmac though? To be fair to him, right? He was a striker. They went down to Notts Forest. He was a winger, come striker, and then as he's got a wee bit older and he's started to play more in, in Ronnie's team and in uh, Brendan's team, he's now in a midfield role yeah. that he's had to totally learn and never played in before. So what you're saying so is, to he be shy fair, as a striker, he was shy as a striker. He was absolutely shy as a central midfielder. No, so he's basically shy everywhere. He's, it, it, I think it's just more of a case of he's his... going to stab me in a second. He's going to <laughs> even even Ronnie even Ronnie didn't play him in the position that Brendan Rodgers has played him. So he's playing in a different role. He's only been playing in the in the role for nine months. Someone like Scott Brown's been playing there for all his career. Someone like uh, Stuart Armstrong yeah. has always been in the middle of the pitch. Although Ronnie went mental. So to be fair to him, he's still learning a different role. Yeah, he's a squad player, yes, but is he worth keeping? For the next few years and see if he can educate himself better in that role. I think absolutely. Um, I, I was only joking. Um, I will get to the questions if you want to pick, yeah, pick some ready. of the best ones. Out. Um, no, no, I, I was only joking. I, I actually do agree. The fact that um, he has he's got great adaptability and he's went into different different positions and he has adapted well. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I, I do think he's got qualities. I think he's a good player. But just as we turn this squad around. As we turn this squad around, you know, you've got a Bowie there who... Is a Bowie going to be a first-team player? Because yeah. I, want, I want to talk about him, actually. Um, is a Bowie a first-team player? You would imagine paying three and a half million quid for a 19-year-old. He'd be there or thereabouts. But we need squad players. And that's... With but six there aren't that many. started on that side the other day. And, that's and, and, and that's brilliant. And I love that. Um, but then you do make the decision, Henderson or um, McGregor. But I think You just dis- want John McGinn in there. He's taking up his space. That's all it is. That's true. <laughs> I want uh, we don't a player we don't even have, <laughs> but no, I ju- I just think it's um, no giving him a chance. I think you're going to have to definitely going to have to choose between McGregor or Henderson, and I think I would probably choose McGregor, and uh, just on the basis that McGregor's I'm Brendan. In fact, no, like, hundred hundred appearances yeah. for Celtic shows that he's been in about the team, whereas Henderson is struggling to get into it. But uh, but the, the fact is McGregor's actually started yesterday. McGregor's irrelevant now he's, he's get making appearances this season mm-hmm. he's getting experience and you know the, the frustrating thing about McGregor is he doesn't learn from his experience at times because see that miss that he had see when he's in front of goal <laughs> see, see that miss that he had uh, in, in, in Germany right which I'm not he, he should not he, sh- he shouldn't be chastised for that um, yeah, you much. bring it up every point. No, but, well, but, 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 but no, against Ajax running for midfield okay, no, no, I'm talking about this season yeah there's been two or three times where he's been in that exact position and he's done the same thing again. Aye. What I'm saying is he's not learning. F- he's not learning from certain experiences. I'm not saying. That, I'm not saying that he won't, and I'm not saying that the Brendan Rodgers can't develop him, um, because as as Lloyd does say, he's he's really adaptable. And this is a wee thing I mentioned thingy, but when he played at fullback against Albion Rovers in the cup, okay, it's against Albion Rovers, but he knows that role as well. Yeah. 
So that's probably why why you probably would keep McGregor over Henderson, other than the fact that Henderson's nowhere near the first team anyway at this point. So you think you, Kieran's my new fan. Many great Man United sides had uh, Dennis the, Irwin. They had squad players in them. Put Pierce Michael. You're thinking the, Paul the midfielders, All right, Paul like midfielders, Eric Jemba Jemba and stuff like that. Clem- a- Cleberson, Cleberson, as we know, <laughs> superb. Liam Miller, Liam Miller, of course. It, you need players like that that can come in, do a job, perform to a certain extent. Yeah. But no, but I, I I I agree with that. But I just I, I think as we turn the squad around, there's going to be less and less bases on the bench, and therefore, if, are you happy to go a month or two out in the wilderness? And maybe they, maybe it will be, but a guy like Callum McGregor, a guy like okay, let's take Callum McGregor out of the, the equation just now. A guy like Liam Henderson needs to leave. Yep, he needs to go. He needs to, for his own sake, develop develop. Whether it's back to Hibs or whether it's to another Premier League club or whether it's down to the Championship or something, he needs to be playing every week at this point. You look at Ross County, the amount of former Celtic players they've had up there that have developed and got themselves into actually a decent standard. I, re- I really, yeah, good standard. Um, Playing in a good in a good league in a good position. Um, Jackson Irvin like went down to to England. How's he doing? Do you uh, know? Don't know. Was it Burton? He went Burton Albion. Yeah, they're they're um, they're near the top. I will check it out. Uh, just <laughs> some stats. I uh, love a stat. Uh, we had sixty percent possession yesterday. Which happy with that, Kieran? Um, are you happy with the fact that we had sixty percent possession and we only had when I say only had was it two shots in target each? Uh, we two so- shots on target from eight, which is a poor uh, transference. That's, that's pretty low for a change. We're not using. I mean, not even hitting double figures for even the attempts. Mm-hmm. That's a kind of poor, a poor performance for us. So uh, are you giggling? <laughs> Burton Alvin near the near the top, <laughs> top of the championship. <laughs> They're one point away from the relegation zone. <laughs> Who's near the top? Let me see the t- who are we Newcastle are top. This no, is no, Brighton. I mean, you know, I I just had. Could they start with a B? Brighton, Hove, Albion. <laughs> right, great. You know the name of the club. And what's the other club again? Burton Albion. Aye, ah, come on, that's similar. B Albion. Albion. Right. Well, they're twenty-first to twenty-four places. So there you go. Shut up, Louis. <laughs> but well done. <laughs> Good spot. <laughs> You know as much about the English Championship as I do the Dundee game, so what's up? <laughs> and I'm taking that, and I'm happy with that. Uh, but yes, yeah, so Simeone doing it. Uh, Atletico, did he get them relegated yet? So there was eight shots, <laughs> uh, two on target, nine corners. Again, I just don't feel we're utilising our set pieces. Although actually, that was going to bring me. That was I was going to bring in uh, Armstrong. Seems to be the. Set piece man now. Um, he took the terrific free kick um, two games ago. ICT. But yesterday, ICT, yeah. I thought yesterday our free kicks were poor. Yeah. I thought I thought we did. I, I don't think any of the free kicks were used uh, well. Corners as well. I think there was one or two decent corners put in, but there wasn't. Set pieces were not taken. There was, there was one. There was, there was one great one where was it McGowan Boyata. off the line? Yeah. Was it McGowan off the line? Nah, where he, that was the one good one that kind of came yeah. in in Boyata. But see that, see that cross, see that um, run to the kind of across the box run that Sutton used to always do really, to really, really effectively. Um, we don't have yeah, Lustig does it as well. Lustig yeah. did it. Yes, we we don't have like. Uh, it seems to me that we're not utilizing corners the way we have in the past. That was to an extent, similar to, to Ronnie Dyla. When Martin O'Neill came in, what he did was... Now, Martin O'Neill, it's, it's different tactics. He, it's, you know, he, he filled his team with, with big men who were aggressive. They, they were silky, 
at times, but we had a big, our centre-halves were big, you know, Baldy and, and Valharan, Baldy and Varga, you know, as, as, as the time went on. But we really did, we were aggressive. I don't feel we're aggressive in the opposition penalty. We should, we've got a lot of yeah. players. I mean, Boyata, Eric, you know, Rustic, Dembele's a good, powerful guy, good in the header. I mean, that's four players that should be better. But then it's, not, so much, it's not so much their fault, it's, it's the distribution. Delivery. The delivery coming but in is not very good. How can we have such bad de- delivery when you've got technically good players like Sinclair and Patrick Roberts and even Armstrong? I just don't understand it. Anyway, um, we've got some questions. Yes, um, gentleman Robert Sherry was asking, um, even gents feel Stephen like Hughes there's something missing in midfield with Big That's Sam Stephen out. Hughes. Stephen Hughes as well, him as well. Uh, <laughs> any other options? <laughs> to get the phone open. Um, any other options we could have tried in his absence? Lloyd mentioned Cal McGregor. Any of the youth players that we'd like to maybe see there? Um, in Roderick's absence, sorry. Is yeah, that? in that number 10 role. Uh, to be fair, I think we, we've tried Roberts at times, that didn't work. Um, tried Armstrong, maybe. As Kieran says, it's, it's not, didn't. he's just kind of padding out the, yeah. the midfield as opposed to actually being that creative. I, 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 I think, I, I just think it's stuck out. I, I just think it's emphasised the fact that Rodrik is like no one else, that we don't have another backup. I we really don't. I replace and it's not just, you know, is his vision and his forward passes and things like that it's when he's got his back to goal he's someone that can take the ball into his feet and he can hold it up yeah. and then lay it off to bring the likes of Sinclair and that in we just don't have someone that's but see that though like that 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 ability is so highly sought after that to, if you get a, you know it's like if you get a really good creative number 10 who also is quite physically you know he keeps the ball well but he's still tall enough and stuff um, they're in short supply it's not like there's there's lots yeah. lots out there so it, could we you know we'd Manavchik who was just a diamond an, an absolute diamond of a player but you know in his prime he never would have probably came to Celtic and you know we obviously had Rodjick is just so just so hard to replace there are certain players at certain t- parts of the pitch that you just if you have one you know you're you so you, just so we're clear as soon as he's fit he goes straight back in the team as soon as he's fit i think he's i think he's one of the first him, up, him armstrong and brown then yep. a midfield free that's it uh i i guess yeah i'd say so but then you but then you don't have you, this is another thing then you can't you're not going to have space for Beaton and Ibui and McGregor but that's my point no, because, because I, I, I would imagine that Beaton would go in the summer I just get I get the feeling that he's going to go which is you know that frees, it frees up a place if Henderson went as well let's just say that he says to him you're a terrific you know good professional but just I feel that Beaton noticed that Roderick injury in January and thought He's going to be out for a couple of months. This is my chance to go. My chance to get back in the team. See, if Rodgers wasn't injured in January, I think Bitton would have went. I think he might have. Because mm-hmm. straight away, Bitton was in. and I, mean, I think yesterday's his first time he's been dropped. Aye, since the season, yeah. Since, since the start of this, the calendar year. So, see, see, just quickly on that point about a buoy. In fact, let's, what's your opinion? Would you would you agree with that? Or Yes, I'd get Rogic back in there. Um, Kieran C., uh, six, at Kieran C sixty seven is asking could we play Griffiths in the number ten role? No, I'm fine with that. I, I just feel that like Griffiths doesn't have uh, the thing about Roger is his uh, 
people are so the thing about Roderick is his way to pass I think is just sensational and um, he beats people in a way that no one else can with, with Griffiths um, people are so desperate to shoehorn him in and I understand why and I, I love Griffiths but people are so desperate to shoehorn him in that they're not really thinking straight in a lot of ways. The problem with him being a number 10 is he's got a striker's mentality. Rodgers <coughs> has not got a striker's mentality. Yeah. He's got a number 10 mentality. Exactly. He's got the one where I want to make the chances. If a good if a good opportunity comes to me, I'm going to ping it. I'm going to strike it. But with Griffiths, he always wants to shoot. So the minute he gets that ball, he will always want to strike the ball, even if it's not on. Whereas a number 10 would want to create yeah, something yeah, exactly. for a striker. Yeah. So and that's that, maybe that, why... It would, it would but that's really work that's as a number ten. You know, it, that, that's the reason Griffiths got forty goals last season, and that's why at this point he's hardly played this season, and he's got sixteen or something. He's I think got it's thirteen, isn't it? Oh, well, thirty. Just, what I mean is, he, he's double figures anyway. He's double figures, so um, yeah. We've got to take this question. Mackington Steel at Mackin eighty three. Um, what are Darren the days? Chances of winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale. Well, as we know, um, Baron Corbin won it last year. Oh. Um, it, you know, boosted them up. Deservedly to, so. Deservedly so. Um, it boosted them up to a level that uh, you know he's now uh, certainly um, a great mid carder. Um, develops really well. And also, this is not. I did actually put a note here, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask uh, the great Keith Magenti. Um, Hardy, shit. I, I, was being ge- I was being genuine there. Keith McGinty. Um, see what happens when I'm trying to be nice and genuine. I'm worse. Uh, so the, 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 we, we all saw um, uh, Darren the Day's <laughs> attack on Sinclair. Now, Takedown. People are, are kind of laughing about it. And I know you, you kind of made a, a funny wee joke and stuff. And obviously Mackington Steel um, making the, the kind of comment. And we've seen all this stuff. But it was a really really bad challenge yeah. and see if that was a non Celtic connected player do you think there would have been a bigger outcry you would be cited for that in rugby because it's a high tackle do you think he should have been sent off I, th- I think Paul Hartley thought that it was lucky to stay on because you see him in the background holding his heads in his hands and turning away thinking right that's out we've lost our central defender our captain he was very lucky to stay on the park because it's, in, it's dangerous. There's no attempt to get the ball whatsoever. A blatant takedown. Could possibly see it being a yellow, which it was, but I think that's very, very light. I think that's probably what Hartley was very scared of. Because he, yeah. he already booked it at that point, so he was probably anticipating it being a second yellow rather than being a straight red. Did he not get booked no, no, for that? No, no, that was his first yellow. He got booked, oh, he got booked for, for that. that? Oh, right, okay. Um, I, I, what did you make of it, Kieran? I mean, because as I say, we, we kind of laugh and stuff, but it was Sinclair was running at pace, and it's a clothesline takedown, heads headlock thing. It was it was bizarre. I mean, it could have been set off. I guess a man's I game. Am I right? I don't, I don't know. I mean, was it not the fact of he was behind him and he's put his arm around him and pulled him back? It, it, it was at chest level, wasn't it? it? Around his Grand, neck. Yeah. Picture yeah. I seen was it was kind of like armed on his chest and then pulled him there's down. The, there's a guess where he literally round his neck and pulls him to the ground. It's as Keith says though, um, it's incredibly dangerous. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like if it wasn't Darren O'Day, if it was an ex Rangers player playing in Dundee, yeah. Um, I, I no, I do. I personally think there would be more more outcry about it. Um, I just I don't like. <sighs> I, I just I find I find it odd that people are kind of joking about it. I think, like you <laughs> said, because he's former self, it's it's hilarious. But yet again, it's Sinclair getting targeted for 
that strong physical abuse. He's not being protected by referees. No. Um, and, you know, we talked about it when we had our uh, joint podcast with the 20-minute terms. You know, uh, there was kind of a... The opinion was kind of split whether it was intentional... Um, intentional the referees were going out not to protect them letting the game throw flow due to the idea that uh, you know they're already ahead so far ahead or whether it was bias I think I think in a lot of cases it's bias but there you go other ones let's go um, from Celtic Boy 73 um, did the real boy Arthur reveal himself when done for the Dundee goal and Wycorn Sitter um, what was the Wycorn Sitter um, where he tried yeah, to header it, it and it, it took a no, weird bounce it came, came across his body it took Off a weird bounce back on straight and, and Gordon saved with his left that's foot. right yeah that was a great save by Gordon actually tremendous uh, well, we've, I feel we kind of we've, we've, we've touched on that um, Boyata does seem like he is I'm not going to give him the F.E. Ambrose treatment but um, I, I do feel like he's maybe got a couple I mean we talked about Eric having mistakes in him I think Boyata Boyata has had a couple of big mistakes in him. I've not looked. I've not really seen that again. But my worry is, obviously, that he struck the ball far out, but he'd obviously beat Bayata. But one pass. No one, but no one, no one behind him covered over. Yozo so didn't, didn't, didn't obviously never never noticed it because at that point, I mean, I think it, may, it, was, it must have been almost at the edge of the the, the centre circle where Bayata's jumped yeah. in to try and get the ball, and yeah. he's done him. The guy's taking two or three touches. In an open gap, no one's kind of. I know, no, 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 one's one's no one's closing them. Tierney's not come in, or Yozo's not come in, so there's a bit of a worry where the rest of the defenders aren't paying attention. I, and that's the thing, though, Jozo done that, um, Jozo, um, boy, I did that about two or three times yesterday. What, am I right, Louis? Two or three times? Absolutely, aye. Aye. That's, I counted three. Aye, two or three times, um, where he kind of, you know, sold the jersey, I guess, would be the, the phrase you, you'd use, where he, you know, dropped his position just to get the ball. And worrying. Um, so, yeah. Before you go. We've made aware all the way from Barcelona that there's a Facebook question. Tremendous. From the WhatsApp there, there's you put a picture of a... So what's the question, Ken? I've got Keith will go on that when you think. We've Let's got a good question though here from uh, Neil at Neil Hattie 67 um, Looking at the Europa League quarter-final draw, realistically, how far could Celtic go if we were in that draw? I'll give you the teams that are in the final eight. Please do. So you've got... <laughs> so quick... <laughs> You've got Ajax versus Schalke, uh, Anderlecht versus ba- uh, Manchester United. Oh, the Man U- I've not seen Man U- that. Man are going to win that. They'll qualify for the Champions League if it's they do. It's between them and Lyon. They'll qualify for the Champions League if they do. Celta Vigo versus Hink from Belgium. Hink. Uh, Lyon, who luckily beat Roma in the last game, versus Besiktas. They did beat them, didn't they? they died, jammy kids. Um, versus Besiktas. <laughs> Louis, thoughts on those on those teams in terms of... Hey, we could take Besiktas. <laughs> the rest of them? Not a chance. What, we could take Ghent? No one current form, no. Ghent are solid. <laughs> <laughs> That's the mob that were in the Champions League twice. Yeah. Doing quite well. No, I, I think... I think With the Indian as their badge, is that right? The Native American? Um, so there's, I, Ghent, there's Ghent and there's Ghent. Get yeah, messed up. Exactly. The badge both played each other in the, like, the round before. The, the, the thing with, with that is, I think ideally... Ideally, everyone wants to get to the, the the last sixteen of the Champions League, um, but it would be no if we qualified for the last sixteen. I'm sorry for the the last thirty two of the Europa League in third place. Um, it would be tough to say whether we'd still be in it because we we don't really know the draw. I don't know who to go on. Yeah, I also think. Uh, Gladbach didn't that, get further. 
they got they they, they were what three 0 down to to someone and they came back and won four three. But that was the oh Fiorentina was it not? Uh, Fiorentina they put yeah yeah what was it Gladbach aye, aye. Yeah, aye. Yeah. Well, Gladbach um, but what, my my point is. What would your scenario be? Would you rather get into the last 16 or would you rather drop down into last 16 in the Champions League or drop down to the Europa League? Uh, let's see, let's like, touch would we qualify for the Champions League next year and we've got I, I, I t- probably will fucking have the group from well Barcelona anyway. But, you know... No, last 16. Last 16. I think, look at Leicester. Look at Leicester are doing. Now, Leicester have been absolutely... Rubbish in comparison to last season. Um, not in the Champions yet, League, though. But not in the, cha- in the Champions League. They're, they're, I mean, Sevilla are a very, very good team, and they managed to get through and, and do something kind of magical, I suppose, to get through into his uh, into the round that they're in. I don't know. I, I think personally, last sixteen, and then you you get hopefully a, a really good big team. Take the money and run. But then, if you go up and if we drop into the Europa League, we might have a better chance of getting past the further well, stages. Well, that's, that's the that's the oh, that's, I, I know because I mean, going into last sixteen, I mean, realistically, we're never really going to get past the last sixteen unless we get a really really favourable draw. But when's that ever happen? When did what would but never but then what would be what would be a bigger you know achievement for Brendan Rodgers taking Celtic to the last sixteen a couple of times or. Always dropping down into the Europa League and then getting papped out of there. I've well, we're not going to win it. We're pro- we're, we're more we're likely we're more likely to win the Europa League. I'm not saying I'm not saying we could. Yeah, win the draws could favour. I mean, but some of the teams yeah. we're more more likely to win the Europa League. So if it is about winning a tournament, you're better to drop in. Whether it's about the prestige, you're better to see in the Champions League. But then again, this all changes in about what three or four years when they do it, when it basically becomes an invite only competition, yeah. or mainly an invite only. Um, Keith, yourself, what would you? In fact, what would the listeners do if you could drop into the stay, get to the last sixteen of the Champions League, or drop into the last thirty-two of the Europa League? Uh, tweet us and let us know. And if you've got a reason, that'd be great too. Keith, Wait, I'll give you the Facebook question Go for it. from Conrad Rosick: Should Dembele be rested? Dropped. So should should Dembele be rested? Stroke dropped. Well, he's he's been ch- chosen for the France under twenty one team. Um, a lot of people were dismayed that he didn't make the the big squad. I'm happy. Let's keep him on the downloads as much as we can. Uh, so he's going to have he, he's not going to have the intensity of of playing um, at the high, highest level. Ugh, look, it's still still. Games. What's that going to do? Being dropped? No, he's I'm saying he should be dropped to the Celtics team. So basically, play Griffiths instead. Okay, right, so see what you've done. You've just interrupted me when I was making a point, and this is why you don't run a podcast. All right, this point, is, this. you didn't hear my point. What was it? It doesn't matter. No, I'm not doing it. Uh, Keith, I'm with Kieran. <laughs> no, um, when Henry Larson was they playing well, did was our calls for him to be dropped? When was Henry Larson not playing well? <laughs> I know what is that absolute slander? <laughs> was was a tweet that I saw earlier today, but I can't remember who it was that said it. So apologies. So you stole it. I did, aye, aye. Or maybe it was, I think it was Huddleboard, maybe. Could be. I'll check that out later. Anyway, Hetnick did they always play well? There was games that he just pop up for the weekend. Right, you're fighting a losing battle here, Keith. Just tell us. See someone who doesn't like Henrik Larson, you're still <laughs> fighting a losing battle with me. Oh, I adore Henrik. Oh, he's such... Ugh. 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 See that tongue situation? No, right, <laughs> stop it. 
Right, um, <laughs> he's the one, the one I'm going to tell listeners. you what the truth is. I'm going to answer your man's question. Yes, <laughs> drop him. Get Griffiths in there for a couple of games. The I've boy's helped. itching. Get him in. He'll rattle in some goals. Do you think that there's... Did Billy having a wee break? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. He's 20. He needs a break. But he, was he not... Did he not have... Was he injured or... In December did he have a... Was? When he yeah. came on, he scored the hat-trick? Yeah. Remember he came on and he scored the hat-trick in 20 minutes? Was that because he was being rested or was that because he was injured? It was because he, he was injured but then he got back in the team and he was on the bench for a, and he, made, he came off the bench two or three times and then he got back in. Because Griffiths, remember they decided that Griffiths were going to take him out of of the squad because he wasn't fully fit. Right. That's when he started getting his calf injuries. Yeah. Then so they basically yeah, yeah, yeah. brought him out. Um, I mean... Yeah, I, there's no player that... Every player's going to, as we talked about Sinclair, drop a form or, you know, tired or, you know, like like uh, Keith mentioned, Tierney. Um, would I drop him? I would rest him. I, I, I would give Griffiths, when we get back after this international break, um, give, give Griffiths a couple of games. Because at this point, the only important game slash hopefully two games is going to be the semi-final. And if we get through that, touch wood, the final itself. Um... Having said that, winning the league at Tynecastle will be pretty sweet. Again, love it. I'd mm. win it there every week. To be honest, every every year. Um, but yeah, you drop him, Kezo. I, I would drop him, and in, in the preparation for the semi final, give him a wee bit of a rest. But then you then need to be careful that then he loses a bit of not so much his focus, fitness, but focus. But yeah. or, 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 well, his form, his form's not dipping really, but he's just not scoring goals. For a guy who's on 33 goals, we expect 32 goals, we expect him to be scoring all the time. So when he goes a game or two without a goal, it starts going, well, wait a minute, he's not yeah. doing well, he's formed up. So but then you need to be careful, we don't take him out, we then bring him back in for the semi final, and he doesn't really perform because he's not really been playing. So it's a, it's a, a, He was amazing there for about three or four games in a row when he was rattling them in, and he, he, was, he was making people look stupid. And then he's close the last maybe two or three games, he's just no. But that's what, happens with, that's what happens with a young player because we need to remember he's only twenty, um, yep. and you know, I, like I said, when you compare Forrest and uh, you know uh, Roberts, it's experience. You know, the, the, he, he's learning. He's, his close control seemed to have improved quite recently. What, what's your what's your hot take on it? Drop him for Griffiths. You don't like Griffiths, though. I think it's time that he maybe has a wee seat out, bring Griffiths in, see what we've not been missing. And then get. <laughs> I'm only kidding. No, that, that doesn't I, seem. We've like done it. that for the the rest of the, the team and players, especially centre halves, when they've not been performing well enough. Give them a wee chance. He, at the weekend, the belly wasn't bringing enough to the game. He wasn't involved. He wasn't holding it up well. Griffiths yeah. doesn't really do that very well, but he gives us different options. So yeah, that's the thing. Though, like it's just different options. Different, uh, as I said. Uh, different tools for different jobs. Hey, did we see young Jack Aitchison's goal for the under twenty ones? Unbelievable. For Scotland, it, ab- it wasn't under twenty ones. It was under eighteens. Aye, same thing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> if you're under twenty one, you're eighteen. Probably. If you're eighteen, you're under twenty one. <laughs> we'll yeah. stay away for this. Yeah, one. let's let's <laughs> get away. Another good. It was it three assists from Daniel Church as well. Who's Daniel Church? A uh, young player from I think he's up the Cumberland area. What uh, do you watch? Does he play for Celtic? It does, yes. He's oh, in the stuff. same he's Can't in the same team though. as uh, HSN. I could yeah, that's cool. No, I, I saw I saw that HSN go and I just thought oof, He's the one they're all raving about, HSN they think he's something special so well, he's been on the bench this season already, hasn't he? And he's what got a penalty scored the goal, has he? 
I don't no, think he scored. No, he scored. scored. Yeah. Um, no, no, he no, just, just scored, scored the goal. He just scored his debut. Just not this season right, under right. Rodgers. But no, as you say, he won the penalty. And uh, if he's on the bench, then clearly Rodgers kind of rates him. Might see him more towards the end of the, the once the league's finished. It might see him towards the last couple of games. Just get over that line. Yeah. Just get a wee but then, minutes. Aye. But then at the same time, you would have maybe thought that we would have seen him by now after he had done that at the end of last season. He is 17. I think he's just turned 17. I know, but then Bailey Griffiths. He's wee as well. He's quite he small in frame. So what? Bring him on. Get, get, bring him in. Get involved. Uh, Keith, any other questions? We had a, a good question from uh, our friends at uh, Gigpod, Glasgow's Green Pod, asking about the supplement, which has been quite successful so far. Thank you for everyone that's uh, logged on to the 90minutecynic.com website to 90 have min- a read. 90 check it out, check the links out, and uh, we're hoping to put it into a PDF at some point, yep. and maybe make it available via other um, avenues. Uh, it's a smashing bit of business. Yeah, it's terrific. Um, what's so the question? They're asking about the supplement, how much work goes into it, and will it always be free? Uh, much would you charge if you had to? Um, well, what you want to pay exactly I think um, obviously it's uh, Keith and Christian do, do a lot of work with it um, I've been kind of in and out um, but you guys put a lot of effort and time into it um, we've got 12 staff writers we work them hard they produce wee nuggets and uh, <laughs> Christian I really hate you right now <laughs> <laughs> Christian Christian then polishes those turds to make them into something Jeez, okay, you've just went from one <laughs> No, you've just alienated all the staff. Now they've left. Apologies. We are now looking Apologies. for twelve new writers. <laughs> if anyone wants to write for the supplement, yeah, because I only put the pictures in the last one. Christian did quite a lot of the editing, so no, um, a lot of work goes into it. We we start um, getting ideas two months in advance and try to get them uh, the pieces are writing in maybe two or three weeks beforehand. Get them edited, get them on the the website. Like Louis says, we are really hoping to get them into PDF form so that people can. Um, Download it. Yeah, it makes yeah. it a lot easier if you're looking at it on your smartphone or your, your Getting flipboard, isn't it? I'll have a wee look at it. Uh, Flipbook. Same I'll, thing. I'll try doing it um, over the, the Easter holiday, see if I can get a wee bit better at it. Yeah, we, um, you know, as when we first started the website a, a long time ago, we used to do Friday night previews of all the games. And uh, myself and Louis certainly know how much time and effort goes into that. We used to fucking hate that. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. <laughs> here, there's, there's, a, there's a, a preview. And, oh, th- here's a preview. There's a preview of the Serie A game. Can somebody go in and fucking do it? I did it last week. <laughs> no, uh, it was great, though. It was terrific. Remember, the, good, the halcyon days of 90minutesinic.com. Uh, it was good, eh? Especially when you're just about to go to the pub and that one of them came through, you're like, I'm already out, can I do it? I know, I'm out. And everybody was it, except bowed. <laughs> God love them. Um, but, but yeah. So we're always looking for more writers. If you've got uh, a desire to, to, to write about football, any topic whatsoever, <laughs> um, get involved. We're hoping also to maybe get a couple of uh, podcasts with the, the supplement guys to let you know a wee bit more about them, what they're no, writing, their thoughts. No, I don't think so. Aye, just a, a separate, a special no. one, not on a Monday night or anything like that. Well, in all seriousness though, next week is an international break, so... Watch your space, is that what I said? A week off then? <laughs> well, you guys, can, the, the actual talent can have a week off, and we'll showcase these jobbies as you call them. <laughs> I'm only joking. I, of course, we are, we are, we are Jason. Um, but no, if, if, you, 
if you do have an interest in, uh, you know, you're an aspiring writer, and as Keith says, though, it's just, it, I don't know why I pointed to you like we were on camera. Yeah. As Keith says, um, as Keith says, it's not just about Celtic or even Scottish football or British football, it's about pretty much anything, any sort of interest you have. Just uh, as long as it relates to football, why? As long as it's good as well. Brilliant. The League of Ireland covered, um, Barca, um, the Barca, the about tactics as well, so. Not really. Steve, Stevie Greaves. Stevie right. Greaves, yeah. Talented band. Any uh, other questions? Andy Duggan. Um, yes, Ian, Ian's dad. Yep. <laughs> famous for being Ian's dad. No, I am, of course, the, the famous uh, writer and uh, Andy. We had on a, um, a podcast not too long, uh, last year. You need can, to get him back on soon. Yeah. I think. Other questions we do? Other, other questions. questions. Um, <laughs> what? Well, do we do? We do. Good equations. If you, this is from uh, hashtag broken uh, Boris Roger, Boris at Boris the Spider. If you could drop Celtic into any European league, which one would you pick? Uh, no Premier League or uh, La Liga, por favor. Where would you? What, what league do you think Celtic would be quite suited to? And do I know that's a different question, though, isn't it? What league would they be suited to is different from what league would you want them to answer be in? both then. Um, what league would they be suited to um, outside of Scotland? Um, into what? Nothing. Crack on championship. I. We'll be up there with button. <laughs> well done. We call that a callback. Asshole. Um I would love to see them in Serie A. I mean, that would be awesome. To see them in Serie A playing, you know, Juventus, AC Milan, Inter Milan, that would be sensational. From a point of view of um, what league would they do well in? Uh, or Scandinavia, probably, because it's, it's probably not that different in terms of standard. Belgian, Belgian league. Quite yeah. good atmospheres. Anderlecht, Bruges, you know, all this. Ma- massive, um, massive names in European football. What about you guys? Uh, Norway, so that we could pump his team. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that. I mean, it'd be great to see Rory and. All that, but <laughs> it doesn't seem like you. You, th- you think is John Collins still his assistant? That'd be, be hilarious. Okay, John Collins is everyone's assistant. He yeah. six packed it in. What's he doing press ups these days? <laughs> He's back garden. The, the pure gym. Kieran, <laughs> uh, what about yourself? Um, Scandinavian. I mean, that is the kind of similar level to Scotland. That's not um, a country. Any one of the countries in Scandinavia. <laughs> He's not like yeah, he? He's no picky. Just over tired. <laughs> uh, any other ones? Because I know we did. We did have quite a lot of questions. Keith, keep up. Keep up. Keep up. Keith. Just you get a wee bit of work done yourself. I'm, I'm, my thumb's getting tired here. All right, fair enough. Uh, Scotland. Any interest? No. <laughs> Would you uh, Celtic have a number of Scotland? Uh, a number of players in the Scotland. Only Griffiths is going to play. No, I think Armstrong will start. No, he's already said it. The the wee ginger guy. I think he was talking about the Canada game. Aye, that's the next one, isn't it? We're talking really. We're talking about the Slovenia game. Which no, I'm talking about Canada, and only Griffiths is going to play. That's because what's the, the what's the other game? I thought the thing. I thought oh, we were a chance of a Slovenia thing. The other no, thing. we're still playing well, Slovenia. Slovenia we're Sunday not, night. We are. Ah, so who cares? No, but I'm just saying it's good for it's good for our player. It's like a guy like Stuart Armstrong is only going to improve as a player if he's playing at the highest level. So when he's playing for Scotland and he's up and he's getting pumped, then <laughs> he'll know as an I shouldn't be playing for Scotland. Actually. I'd imagine he would be playing in the Canada game. No, I, 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 Canada is that not really going to kind of going to use the fringe players? 
That's what I assume. Yeah, Absolutely. Griffiths is going to play. No, it's because the Celtic players played yesterday. Gordon Stratton said that only Griffiths will play. The rest of them will be rested. It's going to be well, the last Scotland players who played on Saturday. It's only one day of a difference. It's going to be the lowest attended Scotland game in history. And do you know what he was? What he's going to try and do to entice the fans? Is that why he's playing Griffiths? Because it's Easter Road. Re- release, release the team sheet early. early. Yeah, brilliant, great. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's in Edinburgh. That's what they do in rugby. You get your team like Wednesday or something. But then, how much are they charging for it? Probably something ridiculous. Fifty pounds. <laughs> I know the qual- I know that's what qualifying games. That's why I, I get charged for qualif- my bloody ticket. That's what the qualifying games were. In between thirty-five and forty-five quid for most of the this campaign. They sold. I think they sold five thousand tickets. It's going to be dead. Really? It's going to be dead. I mean, what's the point of it, really? We know we're crap, going to not keep putting us through this. And this is someone who genuinely loves Scotland, but just can't take it anymore. I just, I literally just can't take it anymore. Don't great. Um, Talking about the ticket prices, I did get a question for one of my pals, Gavin. Um, he was saying the, the prices for the tickets for the semi-final, which were released today. Um, £20 for an adult, £10 for kids. Um but on top of that, they're adding on a £7 special delivery and £6 internet charge. Internet charge? Internet charge. Because you've used the internet. <laughs> Brilliant. So an extra £13 per extra ticket. Extra £13. So a £20 ticket's £33 ticket. That's not I was going good. to say, when you started saying 20 because I was like, that's cheap for a Scottish Cup semi-final. I'd expect the League Cup, but not the Scottish Cup. Then if you had on the... But no, to be fair, that's to be applauded that it is a... A decent price for the the, the tickets because it's yeah. got to be the same for the two semi-finals, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, what can internet costs are going to be seven pound? I've never tickets. Just it's like when you buy tickets to a gig or something, and it's <coughs> like, oh, you buy them. There's your ticket. Oh, we also special want a deli- fee. We want our special delivery. Isn't six quid either? Is it? Kieran, go. You find out. You do some investigating. Yeah. What if you go to the box office? Do they still I'll get charged the internet pulp. fee? Because it's come out the internet at some point. <laughs> No, um, you get handling charges and all that as well. It's That's even more expensive. Uh, did you guys watch the? We're kind of going away from Celtic a little bit. Did you guys watch PSG versus uh, Barcelona versus PSG? Oof. Oh no! <laughs> I got the last ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I didn't. I went to my bed. <laughs> I literally went to bed about quarter past eight that night. I was shattered and uh, woke up the next morning. That apparently it was a thriller. <laughs> it was. That was Incredible what happened. How they, how they managed it. Um, what, what do you think about some of the nefarious tactics of, you know, I mean, your man diving and... That's what takes away the, the shine from me. More than a football club! No, exactly. but a football club. And they hate you as much as I do. What's the shorts you've got on right now, Christopher? These are Chris Bowd's <laughs> fake <laughs> FC Barcelona shorts. <laughs> These are Chris Bowd's, not mine. Uh, they were only shorts I had that were... Uh, Nice. Fine, nice. to be fair. But what did you think of it? I mean, like, in all seriousness, does it, um, the, the tactics they used, should we be, I was listening to, I was I was listening to another, um, I think it was Sports Round, and they were talking about how diving, um, Scott McDonald said, diving isn't talked about anywhere else in the world, the way it's talked about in the UK, in terms of football. So, in, you know, Syria, he's like, even in Australia, like, obviously we're still in our infancy in terms of, you know, the league, but, Andy Walker also said, uh, I, I, "Any any um, sort of Contact. advantage, but any yeah. advantage you can get to get your team ahead, 
you should therefore take it. Yeah. Um, and also, Scott McDonald was saying, if someone, when it comes to, you know, if there's a situation where someone comes across me, makes contact, and I don't go down, I know I'm not getting the penalty if I don't go down. So that's why people go down. Tony Stokes said the exact same thing, because I think there was a game when he was involved, obviously last year, and it was about diving, and he says, when there's the contact there, or... <clears throat> There's the situation where there's a chance of me going down. I'm taking it. Yeah. So it's pretty much he said he's going to basically mastermind a, a, an opportunity for to get a penalty. So it just shows you that it's in the minds of players. It's just it just shows you it's just because of the the pressure of success. You're willing to win at all costs. So there. Do you think that's right? I don't think that's right. It's not right, but it's it's, it's the way just with the financial stakes there is in football now. Like, that it helps clubs so much. You you just said like without you know much prompting that you you don't think it's right. No situation where Celtic are um, Dembele was is one on one with uh, uh, just uh, Celtic's um, Dembele's one on one against Manchester City for example, and um, it goes round um, the angle's too narrow, but he, he dives. No, no, I'm not. And happy he takes the penalty. Yeah, and he no. scores the penalty, and we go through at the Champions League. No. There's a difference. No, I, I, I would much rather we were, we, you won honestly and it was because of outskilling your opponent rather than trying to con someone. I, I just don't think it's right. Nobody really, apart from the team that has it done to them, nobody really remembers that. Like Eduardo Chris, for we'll, Arsenal. We'll Eduardo, Eduardo. But we remember that. Arsenal yeah. fans don't. They just remember the Champions League stage. Oh, that still that. hurts. That oh, still hurts me. That. I mean, we were 2-0 down at the time. So. Don't get don't get me wrong, though. Would I celebrate the shit out of that moment? <laughs> yes, I would. Right? Well, you will have under, that Ma- is under McGeady, the amount of times McGeady. Took a Petrov was terrible for diving as well. Petrov Petrov felt a touch in his back and he was eating. And, and again, like it's it got as an advantage and you know what happens when and that's the thing, every single football fan is hypo- a hypocrite. Um, is a hypocrite because when it happens against you you hate it and then when it happens for you there's that wee oh well, well, needs to get better at it because the past couple of games he dived like, yesterday. His well, dive yesterday was, in the ball. was really, really poor. <laughs> and it's not that two yesterday actually. There was the one on the right hand side, and remember there was the one on the second one where actually you stood in the ball. I remember him standing in the ball, that was the first half. Aye. But what, what I think is, it, it, it's like he falls over and then he just looks up, like, oh, it's a penalty, even though the guy was like, what are you doing? He's a bit clumsy that way, isn't he? Aye. Yeah. He's, he's, he'll, he'll improve. He'll definitely improve. Um, and on that bombshell. Well, no, we're not finished yet. All right. It's something I want to segue to, and we were almost there until you took it back to Celtic. The Champions League draw. <clears throat> Fantastic bit of business. I think those are, those are some really brilliant ties. Monaco, Borussia Dortmund, tied around class. Two attacking ahead of teams. Bayern Munich versus Real Madrid. Pers- personally, yeah. for me, I, I think Monaco, uh, Borussia Dortmund, and the repeat of the final from Juve and Barca. I think those two are br- brilliant. I think those will be brilliant ties. I, I think what it's Atletico. No, not interested in that. <laughs> um, with uh, no, I get, you, I get, I, I get what you're saying. I, I watched the obviously the two uh, Monaco games against Manchester City, and I've seen them a couple of times this season, especially in the Champions League. Um, they yeah, play, big fan. They, they play, they play football the way football should be played. We know how Borussia Dortmund with uh, double T, the T Meister, 
heavily linked with Arsenal these days. Yep, yep. Um, you think it out. Very well. um, so yeah, I mean, we know how how, how well he are. Yeah, I mean, terrific. I, I, I mean, but, but obviously Bayern Real would be fantastic as well. I, ju- I just think if if you were to pick the ties, I think that's what you would pick. I think those those Who's going through. Monaco Dortmund over two legs. Uh, Monaco. Who's going through um, Bayern and Real? Bayern. Juve, Barcelona. Barca. Leicester, Atletico. Atletico. Kieran? I think Juve might get a revenge I think in the Juve, final. Juve are going to win it this year. This <coughs> Juve this year. are the more, the more organised defensively. See through the whole team, they're so organised defensively. They've now, after the first couple of weeks, maybe one or two, they've now adjusted losing Bogba. Yeah. And they're now really, I mean, they're just turning a Serie A apart, so they are. How's Pjanic playing? <coughs> yeah, it's okay. Well. Yeah. Good. Dirty we get. Um, I think, uh, I know I can see... Holy Real. shit, I've just found John Collins. Real won't win it. Sorry. <coughs> he's only win La Liga. He's, um, he's on BBC Five Live Sport right now. Oh, interesting. Um, Doing press-ups? <laughs> no, he's not doing any press. I was just talking in a microphone, but we found him. He's alive. Uh, I, mean, he's not, I think there's a good chance if Juve get past Barca, then uh, I think Juve could win. And I'll tell you something else. If Juve win it, me and Chris Emmanuel will paint the town black and white. Well, that's not I think it'll be a tough one if they, if they come up against Munich. Munich, the, the squad Munich have. Although Munich can sometimes have off games. Yeah, they can. And that's the thing. So they yeah. have done recently. I think uh, they've dropped points in the last few yeah. weeks anyway. But the squad they have, my God. What I would say is um, the thing about UV coming up against Ancelotti is Ancelotti knows knows yeah. the system, knows the team, knows the club. So be an interesting one. Okay, that's, um, that's, that's us. That's our podcast. We're... Um, rocking it this week. We are at 90 Minutes Cynic. That's our Twitter handle. Um, check us out on Twitter. That's where we post pretty much all of our links. Um, we're on speakerspeaker.com slash the 90 Minutes Cynic. We're on iTunes. If you could subscribe and leave, if you fancy leaving a positive message, that would be great. Um, 90 Minutes Cynic.com, where you can get the supplement. Um, I terrific magazine style collection of articles from a wide ranging uh, various ranges of uh, subjects and writers and uh, not all Celtic, international football European football and uh, tactics the the lot Um, we're also on Instagram how's the Instagram Kieran? Amazing Louis how's the old flipboard? Flipping great mate you've been (laughs) on it much? You've been you've been great today. Thanks, Snapchat, we on Snapchat? Uh don't know. Nah, we're not really, are we? Um check us out on basically if you follow us on Twitter, um we will put all the, the, the tweets <coughs> and stuff. <laughs> and Facebook.com slash ninety minutes to Nick, give us a like. The man of the hour, the man with the power, Kieran Haddon, it's been a pleasure. Good to be back. Good lovely stuff. Uh McCaffrey, McCaffbot, the owl, I'm going back to the owl, just so you're aware. Thoroughly enjoyed this, by the way. Did you? Um, I, I was a bit negative coming into it. I thought, oh, you know, didn't see much of the game in that. <laughs> loved it. Really bloody The positivity in the room has is, is helped, uh, us, helped us through. Uh, Keith, as always, the Callum McGregor comes in, comes out, you know what I mean? Comes in, does average. Yeah. Consistent. Con- consistently gives, gives the microphone away to other people. You know, <laughs> that sort of stuff. Try to start off well and over hit my points. I'm not joking. You've been great, uh, as always. Um, I'm Chris Gallagher. We are the 90 Minute Cynic and we'll speak to you down the road. My girl's got-
stone.